Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Last weekend, uh, Deacon Brett had the insightful observation that almost all of the places where Mary is spoken about or plays a role in the story in the Bible, the events were always latent with drama surrounded by darkness and brokenness. And I think it's important to recognize that darkness and brokenness is everywhere. And with brokenness comes this form of darkness, a special kind. I can imagine, though, that there was a great brilliance in the light of Mary and Joseph's heart because of the birth of their son, Jesus, who they were told would save their people. This great news must have been all the more brilliant amidst the darkness that surrounded them. And while the darkness of deception on the part of Herod caused them to flee to Egypt, we hear nothing of the Holy Family's complaining, likely because they trusted God's plan and their light overcame the darkness. Again, today we struggle, all of us, in some way with darkness. But we must know and remember, again, the light overcomes the darkness. I'd like to offer two examples, one that you probably know about, which is a national event, and one that is more personal to myself. The first is an event that occurred on national television last week on Monday Night Football. You may already know where I'm going. You may, though, not even know anything about football, but you heard about this event, about a man named Damar Hamlin, a standout defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, who suffered a cardiac arrest after making a typical tackle against the Bengals. After the tackle, he got up and promptly collapsed. He, he stopped breathing. His heart stopped, and CPR was immediately administered on the field, and everything came to a stop. This is, you could say, the dark part. People came for a game, not for this. But see, what followed was a brilliant light of prayer for a person. On national television, groups of football players, 200, 300-pounders, were on their knees praying. ESPN even stopped reporting about football. But now about the man, Damar, and who he is. The model and example he is for kids back in his crime-latent McKees Rocks region of his hometown in Pittsburgh. How he is the pride of his home school, Central Catholic High School in Pittsburgh, and why he chose to go to, to University of Pittsburgh so he could be close by his hometown to give back to his hometown. Even today, and he tweeted out and asked people to pray for him. See, for a time, Sports and football in specific was not everything. And you're talking, I'm talking to myself. I'm a sports fanatic myself. What mattered became more clear. Football is a game and a sport once again. And life became central, which is about God and about people in distress and our need to help them and of our friendships and our families. Articles then started coming out about his hometown, his school, how he's the pride 
of his area where many young men his age don't even get out of high school alive. Even Dan Orlo, uh, Ol- I can't pronounce his name good here, so Dan Orvos- Orlovsky, an outspoken ESPN commentator, stopped his programming and prayed right there on national television. I'll give the link on our Facebook page. You can watch it yourself. It's quite good. So from darkness arose brilliant light, and that light has overcome the darkness. Today he's considered neurologically stable. And even the Patriots head coach, who the Bills are playing next, said, life is bigger than this game. That's from Bill Belichick. I'm like, did hell freeze over? I don't know. (laughs) That's like the greatest person you would think of that's all about football. But even he's got it straight this day. And his story will continue. Let's keep watching. And look for the light shining through the darkness. Now, closer home, my story, a smaller venue. It's post-Christmas in lots of places if you work at a retail store. And if you do, I used to work at Fred Meyer. And this was a weird time. I hated being at the customer service desk because there was a line stretching for miles, practically, it seemed, of complaints and returns, etc. Well, I was in a short line. I happened to be the first one to get served at a place. I had to return something. And I was waiting. A woman behind me came and she started waiting, but got a little frustrated. We looked at each other and I said, you know, I get it. I told her, you know, so this just gives me more opportunity to pray. And I was waiting for the comeback. Oh, I got it. And she goes, hallelujah, praise Jesus. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him. And on and on and on. I'm like, whoa. And I said, and my evangelical self comes out. That's praise the Lord, sister. Absolutely. That's awesome. It's so good that we come to see each other today. And then eventually I get served. And as I'm leaving, I say, God bless you. She says the same thing. See you later, which we'll never see each other again. But I don't know who saw that, but it wasn't like quiet. Let's tell me that, tell you that. (laughs) I was like, that was awesome. When you're next time in a line, what are you going to do with that? Last time I was in Fred Meyer, I was in a line, the self-serve, and it was long. This is before Christmas. Pulled out my phone, took out the, the prayer for the book of the office and the Psalms, started praying that. I dared to do the sign of the cross amongst millions of people. I was wearing my civilian clothes. They're like, who's that guy? The light must pierce the darkness. And each of us are called to be that person. Because there is enough evil to go around. There's enough Herods in our culture to go around, and we don't need them to have the headlines. Instead, we are baptized Catholic Christians, and we're not to lose sight that good overcomes evil, and we are the vehicles of that good. That light has been entrusted to each one of us in virtue of our baptism. That while we know in Romans 5.20 that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more exceedingly, you and I are the vehicles of that grace. So think of some homework. Here we go. This next week, be a light in the darkness. And I'm not just saying being an optimist, 
okay? Anybody can be an optimist. I'm saying, no, share the good news. Be joyful because God has conquered sin and darkness. So, maybe you're watching the television news. I don't really recommend you watch the 5, the 5.30, the 6, and the 6.30. And you probably want to refrain after I tell you this next. Use this as your prayer time. If you're going to watch the news, okay, so the first story comes up. Who's it about? What's going on? Pray for them. Pray for the perpetrators of whatever evil has happened. Pray for the victims who are the target of whatever evil. Or pray for healing if someone is struggling and they're in the, the news. Pray for them. Call upon the Holy Spirit to transform the minds of those maybe who've gone astray and done something and now they're the headlines. Wouldn't you hate it if you messed up and you're the headlines? Wouldn't you like it if someone was praying for you? Maybe just go home as well and just pray to the Holy Spirit and ask God to permeate every space, nook and cranny of your house that love and peace may reign. And not just because your kids are going back to college, okay? <laughs> Give without expecting repayment. Strike up a conversation with someone who may be struggling or it's just somebody in the line when you're returning something. It's so easy to just have blinders on like a horse and just get to the place you need to go. But smile and make them wonder. Because wonder leads to awe and awe is part of that brilliance that we need to share. Reminding people that the light has conquered the darkness. So in small ways or big ways, be that light in the darkness. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.